2011, which seems like a lifetime ago, the show The Walking Dead was popular on TV and there were zombie-esque movies and the Center for Disease Control in the United States, the CDC, did what they said was a tongue-in-cheek website called Zombie Preparedness. And they're chalking it up as, hey, we're going to have fun with this zombie thing. And um, a lot of this stuff is applicable to any crisis situation. And this was 10 years ago that they put this out. The show The Walking Dead still on the air. And, you know, some people, I've heard the theory that some people believe that the media, which includes entertainment, puts ideas out there to prepare the population for what's to come. So it foreshadows maybe, you know, the dark state um, knows that something bad is going to happen. So they start to foreshadow it. So science fiction really wasn't a thing about a hundred and, you know, over a hundred years ago. It wasn't really a thing. Yeah, there were like H.G. Wells and, uh, and, you know, and Jules Verne, you know, traveling uh, to the center of the earth and um, War of the Worlds and, and The Invisible Man and all of this stuff. Frankenstein from, from uh, Shelley. Um, which Shelley wrote it, that's up to you to decide. Some say it was Percy Bysshe Shelley who wrote the uh, Frankenstein, but that's beyond the point. On the point, wasn't Mary Shelley? Could a nineteen-year-old have written one of the greatest science fiction books ever, or was it her poet laureate uh, husband who was much older? You know, that's, that's a debate I've heard. In any case, to get us back on track, maybe science fiction was a way to prepare the population for the idea of spaceships or very strange um, phenomenon happening or what was to come. Or maybe the science fiction, um, maybe it, it lit a spark and created the idea and made... Future scientists aspire to create something like something that was seen in science fiction. So it could be um, a cart or the horse. We don't know. But let's play 
you know, let's play devil's advocate here and say the CDC releasing a zombie apocalypse of preparedness website um, 10 years ago was preparation for now, this pandemic, or a worse pandemic, and all of the entertainment that had to do with zombies. Now, could a zombie apocalypse happen? I will devote another podcast to that. Um, a communicable form of a disease that causes madness, a highly communicable. There already are diseases that can be spread, but difficultly that cause madness. Uh, rabies being the most well-known, but mad cow disease. It wasn't easily spread throughout the population. But could there be a maddening, a disease that causes madness that is easily spread throughout the population? And, you know, that's that's a whole topic for a different podcast. So let me go over this CDC website on zombie preparedness. And the feeling is, is that, you know, the CDC is saying, oh, that was just a joke. We did it so that people could be prepared for hurricanes and uh, earthquakes and things like that. You know, if you know how to be prepared for zombies, you know how to be prepared for hurricanes earthquakes so they don't say hey you know get a get a double-barreled shotgun you know and load it full of um buckshot you know they don't say that they they say uh here's emergency scenario number one you and a friend are in the middle of a zombie invasion there is no time to head to the store so you're gonna have to make do with what you are already have in your emergency kit number one the zombies are starting to shuffle they have overrun the facility's management outpost, and the city water has been compromised. It's time to make use of your bold bottled water supply. Okay, useful advice. Sometimes when I'm at the grocery store and I see people returning their bottles, these big two-liter bottles, uh, just for the nickel, because I live in a state where you get a nickel for returning your bottles. Oh, boy, you freaking... Uh, Bill Gates there with your bag full of nickels. Uh, these people return their bottles. I want to say, okay, maybe I can see returning the cans. The cans aren't really much use. But the bottles, you could just fill those full of your tap water, um, close them up. They're good for at least a year or two. Free, totally free for a nickel. All right, it costs you a nickel. I guess you could return it after the year if you want. But now you, you could have... You could have hundreds of those. Every time you drink like a 7-Up 2-liter, when you're done with it, just fill it full of water and stick it in the garage or something. Stick it somewhere. Stick it anywhere. So, yeah, that that makes me think these people are small-minded and maybe they don't deserve to, de to survive the apocalypse. All right, number two, after hearing the zombies are coming in from the West... You, is this a sign? Are they going to be coming from the West? Uh, you want to check your other friends and family. And then they don't have any punctuation. They need punctuation here. Pull out your emergency contacts in bold and cell phone. All right. 
in a true apocalypse, I don't think these things are going to be working, but whatever. The zombies have been attempting to tear down the power lines, number three. The lights have flickered a few times before finally shutting. See, this is what's really going to happen. And again, they're missing punctuation. So who wrote this website? Now you are without electricity. This means the refrigerator and microwave are out. Do you have non-perishable food on hand to make dinner? And they have that in bold, non-perishable food. So this is really for simpletons, but whatever. It's starting to get dark and you stumble over furniture looking for a flashlight in bold. Do you have one? Number four. All right, flashlight could be good, could be bad. You know, a sniper could see that light, aim for the light, and you're out. You're asleep permanently. Or if there is a zombie um, apocalypse, maybe, you know, they could hone in on your flashlight. Not smart. All of that stumbling caused you to scrape your knee on the coffee table. Pull out your first aid kit to bandage that. Number five, first aid kit. It's dark out and you've been camped out in the basement. The most secure part. Um, and it's more like the language is, is chopped up on the site. Do you have a blanket or sleeping bag to keep you warm? Come on. These are so bad. Number seven. While trying to sleep, you hear loud noises and you start to blank. You, they, they just, like, they're missing words on this website. You try to turn on your radio for the la latest updates. All right. See, they're not nearly specific enough. Okay, maybe... Electricity's out, internet's out, all that's left is AM, FM radio. That could be the case, but you have to be more specific there. Um, all right, first off, do you have batteries for the radio? Second, I would suggest you get one of these hand crank radios, and you can find them on eBay. They're about 20 bucks, and uh, they also have solar power, too. And you can just hand crank it, and then your radio works. So if it's an extended apocalypse, you need a hand crank radio. And that's if, like, people that are helpful are using radio stations to get out the word. That's a whole different animal. Could be people with bad intentions using a radio station. Could be, um, maybe no one wants to take over a radio station. Maybe the radio station doesn't have electricity. It'll have a backup generator, but how long does that last? Why is the radio not working? That's right, it needs batteries. Okay, so they did cover that. If you don't have any, you can use ones from your flashlight. But only if you have a candle with matches, you still need some light. Alright, candle with matches. Um, according to the radio report, the mayor has ordered you uh, to quickly gather, you have to quickly gather your supplies and make your way to your car. Don't forget that the electricity is out and you need cash on hand to make purchases. Another bad bit of information from the CDC. Yeah, of course, cash might be okay. If, but if there's a mass extended apocalypse of the zombie level especially, your cash is pretty much going to be kindling, and that's about it. So, yeah, all right. For now, people might accept cash, but I don't know. And then number 10, last but not least. Wait. Did the mayor say that Main Street is closed and to head east towards Franklin? Which road should you use? Pull out your map to navigate to safety. All right. I don't disagree that having a print map is that bad of an idea. 
if you are on like a free range scenario. I mention the two different scenarios all the time. There's the the bunker scenario and the free range scenario. And which kind of apocalypse is it? I don't know if it's if it's walking dead. You know, and there's some kind of mass contagion that causes psychotic behavior. Do you want to be on the run or do you want to be hunkered in the bunker? I'm not sure. It depends. And then there's always like the walking dead almost treats the zombies like they're magical. Like they can live for years without eating or they're just, I don't know. They're just, they can be underwater. They don't need to breathe. They're like almost magical zombies. What does, what does the pandemic really look like? Is it zombies that are very aggressive and do they still have their intelligence? Like, can they figure out how to open up your door? Or are they like these dumb zombies? They're just like clawing away. And and then also, how fast do they die? Do they die in hours, days, weeks? Like, how long can they live? There's even like the idea that maybe someone could have a parasite or something that changes their behavior and makes them psychotic. Uh, There's a parasite that affects mice, and it makes them not afraid of cats anymore, and the cats eat the mice, and um, then um, then they, I guess, defecate, and um, the mice... I don't know, somehow get the the disease again, or it keeps moving or or something, but it makes the, um, that's how it spreads. It spreads by making, changing the mouse's brain patterns and making them less fearful. So it's been proven that this disease can even go to humans who own cats. A lot of humans who have cats have this rat parasite that makes them less fearful so they end up breaking more laws and they become you know so say there's um a parasite that's even worse than that and makes people psychotic but they still have all their iq points then we're in a lot of trouble you know so maybe you do want to be hunkered and hidden in the bunker i don't know tough call so that's the cdc's website um, and they, they ask that, like, they have um, even posters and printouts for teachers to use in their classes to use the zombie apocalypse as an excuse to teach people to be prepared, not to make people paranoid. Um, in that vein, I made a list of the top 10 food items that you would want to have in your bunker or in your home. Now, if you're in your home, you want to have some secret shelves. Let's say you have, you know, some threatening people come to your door and they say, give us your food. You could have some food on the shelves and say, all right, you know, I'm not, this isn't worth the fight. You can have what's on that shelf and they take it. But if you have hidden shelves, you know, you get the last laugh and you really have food somewhere else. So you could have, it's pretty easy 
in your cabinets to um, raise the top a little and to have a hidden shelf under the main shelf. Or you know, there's lots of places where you can hide, hide canned goods. Canned goods are good because they last longer. They last longer than stuff in plastic or um, glass, usually. And they um, are more radiation-proof. Um, they handle, you know, changes in heat. There might be an environmental disaster a little better. They store better. You could always use them as a weapon. You can put, like, a bunch in a pillowcase, um, like Sean Penn, or maybe it was Chris Penn in that movie where he was in prison, and he put a bunch of cans in a pillowcase, and he beat someone up. So you could use it as a weapon. Rats can't get into the cans as easily. They can't really get into jars that easily either, but I don't know. It seems like the cans are a little better. Except you don't want to be like that that far side comic strip where the wife is yelling at the guy in their underground bunker because he forgot to bring the can opener. Uh, that's, you know, don't forget the can opener. So you could do that and um, and have like a little hidden you know, place where you keep your cans. Don't keep all your cans in one place where they could, where either an accident could happen and they all get destroyed or looters or whatever. You want to be able to go out for the day and leave your stuff behind and it doesn't get too stolen. All right, so I'm going to go through the top 10 list and there might be some variation here. How did I judge the top 10 food items? Well, longevity is important. How long will this can last? Is it and usually you can do at least a year or two after the date on it. Now I wouldn't serve it for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, some some something that um was from 2016. I wouldn't do that. But in an apocalyptic scenario, you could go a couple years more. Sure. Alright, so I did that. Um I also based it on price. You know, I saw, for example, Ensure, you can get it in a can, but it's like $46, so that isn't practical. We have um, a budget, and you're not going to store up tens of thousands of dollars worth of Ensure. It has a lot of calories, you know, it's good for if you're a little under the weather, but not worth the price, so it didn't make the list. Um, and then... Variety, so does it have a bunch of different nutrients in it, or is it just like string beans and just one thing, and that's all it has? So I'd want a little bit of variety in there. So price, variety, longevity, and then maybe I gave a point or two if it comes in a flip top because of that scenario where you might break the can opener or lose the can opener. All right, so the top 10. Dun, 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 dun. Number one, I know this is going to cause anger and, and pain and shamefulness. Um, Chef Boyardee, let's say spaghetti and meatballs, okay, or mini raviolis or something. Chef Boyardee, why? All right, flip top, last like three, four years or more. Price is super low. You know, the these cost, I don't know how they do it. It must just be worse materials or something. But these cost less than when I was a kid, even fixed to inflation. Like, they're cheaper. 
so all the time I see in the grocery store Chef Boyardee beefaroni or something for on sale for 89 cents a can. It's pretty good, and you get a lot of stuff in there. You get It says two servings of vegetables on it. You get your meat, so you have your protein. Um, it's You could eat it hot or cold. So I'm going to go with Chef Boyardee, number one. Sorry. Number two, fruit cocktail. All right, you could drink the water, so you have the added bonus. A lot of variety in there. You got your cherries, you got some pineapple, um, you know, I don't know what else is in there. Melon, maybe. It's a fruit cocktail. So it's different things. And you can drink the uh, fluid, too. I think it would it would do well in trading. You have to remember all the stuff you hoarded. There's going to be no cash system. Money will be irrelevant if it's a, if it's a, a serious situation. And you're going to be trading stuff. I think you could get good trade value off of a fruit cocktail. Evaporated milk. A lot of reasons for this. Um, you're going to want stuff like cereal, and, and you're not going to find unless, you know, unless it's a, a scenario where people die due to a disease and there's all these cows left over, you're not going to find, um, and cows sometimes get the same diseases as people, so they might go to mad cow disease being, you know, the a prominent one. Um... So having the evaporated milk around, I think, is a good good go. You could put some... Your cereal will be good for about two years. So you could put it on your cereal. You can use it for various things. If someone happens to... You know, if you're trying to perpetuate the species and someone happens to have a baby, you can maybe use it for the baby. So a lot of different points. All right, number four is controversial. I'm sorry. Cranberry sauce, it's super cheap. So it's like at Thanksgiving time, I think they price it low just to get you in the store, but it's like 49 cents a can. I don't even know how they afford to sell it so low. So super cheap, has the water content, has some vitamins, and it um, also helps. You know, you're going to be hunkered in a bunker, peeing in a bucket. Uh, you might get a urinary tract infection. So... Cranberry sauce. Cheap. I say get the kind that is shaped like the can. And you can eat it hot or cold. doesn't take any special work. Um, number five, mixed vegetables. All right, I say mixed because no one ever likes these in real life. Like I, I, Maybe when you're like in third grade, they give you the mixed vegetables, and even then the kids don't eat it. No one wants their vegetables all mixed up like that. You know, the carrots and the peas and the corn and whatever it is. But in an apocalypse, you got a lot of different vitamins in there, some variety, and you can drink the water. All right, so we get to number six, and I'm starting to think we need beverages. Now, technically, I guess you could get canned water, but I said before, just use your two-liter bottles, and instead of returning them for the nickel... Just fill them full of water. So you should have water. Um, so I started to think, like, what might hold? And what might taste okay, warm or cold? Or, you know... So at first I was thinking Sprite is a good soda. It's kind of clean and, and... But then I crossed it off. And it could lose its 
its sparkle after a while. And uh, but it does have the sugar, you know, because you'll need some sugar, need some calories. Um, I thought a better drink would be YooHoo. It's chocolate, like a chocolate soda, but it doesn't have carbonation. And they only sell it anymore. I only see it at Walmart. And you can buy it. it comes in a can, 12-pack. And you kind of get the taste of milk. It's like a milk. It tastes almost like a milk. It's chocolate. has calories. Won't go flat. And it's not too bad warm. Of course, you want it colder, but not too bad. And so instead of insure at like $40 a, a can, um, yoo-hoo, it's maybe 20 cents a can. 30 cents a can, right? So not too much, especially if you get it on sale. So if you see you chocolate soda on sale, pick it up. Number seven, spam. Okay, so I'm not a spam fan by any stretch. I don't think anyone in pre, pre-apocalyptic times would eat spam unless you just came from a very um, poor background. And I did, but I didn't, I still would. My father would eat spam, but I never would eat the spam. Um, that said, it's going to hold. It's not expensive, not wildly expensive. And you're probably going to want some kind of meat product down the road. So I guess spam is, I don't know, you can maybe fry it and turn it into something. I grudgingly put that at number seven. Number eight. Elpo. I'm I'm sorry, but it's it checks off a lot of boxes. I would get the gravy Elpo with the gravy. There's two kinds. There's the Elpo that's kind of shaped like the can when you open it. And then there's the gravy. Now, this could be if you have a pet or if you encounter a, a dog and you want to bring it in and make, make it useful. The humans can eat it too, and it's under um, a dollar a can. So there's a lot in there, and the price is good. You're just going to have to stomach it. Sorry. All right. I started to think, like, what has good trade value and who might be the people in your bunker. Number nine. This now comes in a can. Red wine is number nine. Red wine's the healthiest of the wine. You could drink it warm, and um, that's how you should drink it. Not as cheap as the other items on the list, but I feel you get more punch from an alcohol perspective with wine than beer or other canned drinks. So you get more punch. Uh, Red wine is known to be good for circulation, help relax you, and I feel like this would have excellent trade value. I feel like in a cashless... um, Apocalyptic scenario, alcohol and drugs are going to have exceptional trade value. But, you know, and drugs could be whatever you think they are. They could be prescription, they could be illicit, um, you know, it could be anything like that. But they're going to have exceptional trade value. Uh, something you could buy that's legal is red wine. And it serves a lot of purposes. And there's going to be alcoholics out there really jonesing. They're going to be in the apocalypse. 
All the liquor stores have already been raided. And they really need something. Just something, please. So, you got your cans of red wine. About 15% alcohol. Give or take. So, I think that's a good addition. Checks off a lot of boxes. Alright, number 10. I started to feel like we needed a soup. So, you could go with um, Dinty More Beef Stew, but it's a little bit more expensive. I'm saying get the knockoff Chicken and Stars soup. It has chicken. It has pasta. It has the broth, which is good if you're feeling a little under the weather. And it's cheap. You can get the store brand for, I don't know, 78 cents, something like that. And the Campbell's is maybe $1.19. So, I would get like a Chicken and Stars knockoff soup for the price it's worth storing lasts a good amount of time but hey if you want to be big spender then you can do um you can do dinty more beef stew which has much more calories and substance to it all right not making the list but probably should have two things they come in a can technically pam pam is like a spray a butter spray you're going to probably want something to cook with, and it might not be as efficient storing. You can't store butter, obviously, or margarine. Um, cooking oil, you know, it'll come in a plastic container, and it might melt if, you know, with the initial, if there's an initial heat problem caused by some kind of apocalyptic event. So, Pam, you could also use Pam as like um, a lubricant. So, if you're having trouble, um, getting a rusted lock open or um, a screw that's rusted or something like that. Spray a little Pam on it. If you're, you know, snowblower, if it's like a uh, an endless winter, you know, never-ending night, and there's just snow and you need to use the snowblower, um, you can put Pam on the blades and it, the snowblower works better. So that's my number one um, honorable mention. Number two, honorable mention, Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz. So, it's not that bad. It's cheese. It makes things taste better. It's not wildly expensive. Um, it stores for a long time. I think you can get like five years out of a Cheese Whiz. So, I'm going Cheese Whiz. And it's I know it's more of a, like a condiment or an accoutrement or something, but... Um, if I'm going to do 12 items, I'm doing the cheese whiz as number 12. Okay, I think we'll do an I Hear You Knocking. Alright, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. This is a feature we do every podcast, and with this... Um, I go on a celebrity website and take the first two names that show up. So I pick celebrities because for podcast purposes, you could be in Cleveland, you could be in Germany, you could be in um, Zambia, you could be anywhere, and you probably know these names. But if I say, hey, you know, Jim the Plumber or... Um, or the woman who works at the deli, you know, up the street, you're not going to know who those people are, and it would take a lot more description. So if I pick celebrities, at least we're on common grounds, and there might be people who live in our community like these celebrities. So 
you could maybe extrapolate from this segment um, someone from your community who kind of fits the bill. All right, so um, the premise is, is that you hear someone knocking on your bunker, it's end times, and we don't know what the end time scenario is. There are various end time scenarios. So different people have different skills, and we don't know if your bunker has room in it in the first place. It might not even be a bunker scenario. You might really not want to be in the bunker. But you know, if if it's um, if it's more of an oh, let's say if it's nuclear, you want to be in the bunker. Um, if you're hiding out, maybe you want to be in the bunker. But if it's more like um, you know, disease, you probably don't want to be in the bunker or let people into the bunker at least. So it depends what your scenario is. Um, do you want to be trapped or are you hiding? So anyway, the two names I picked were... Dun, da, da, dum, I went to a celebrity website. These are, these are the first two names that appeared. Prince Harry, who's been in the news a lot because he and Meghan Markle did an interview with Oprah. And so they're all over. So Prince Harry. And um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the... Um, uh, the congresswoman from New York City who uh, raises the ire of a lot of people who have the ideological disease. Uh, they they ha they're idiot they're into ideology. They're partisans. They they they're um, tribal. They're on a team, and so she raises the ire of people who happen to be on one political team or the next, and. Um, you know, so there you go. You know, they're uh, both well-known figures. Um, I don't know their ages. I didn't Google them. So I assume they're around the same age. And um, in end times, your ideology doesn't matter that much. Although I saw during this recent pandemic, this recent pandemic was a warm-up for something more serious. Um, I saw that um, a lot of people did adhere to these stupid ideolo ideological um, uh, paradigms and belief systems, and they they applied some rudimentary ideology to survival and um, and helping groups. And um, I would think in most end time scenarios, ideology no longer matters, and maybe new ideologies will spring from this. This whole Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative thing is just where we are at this moment in time. But where we are at this moment in time is just a blip in the history of time. There have been other catastrophes, and there have been other belief systems that have nothing to do with some of the um, belief systems that you've been brainwashed into at this point in time, right or left. So they're knocking on our door. And um, honestly, my first instinct is if they both are, uh, if there's room in, in the bunker and they're not contaminated in some way, they're not like, they don't have radiation poisoning or um, a disease, they don't have Kuru or something, communicable Kuru. Um, my first instinct is to maybe let them both in, but we have to pick one. This is a Sophie's choice. So, 
breaking it down, Prince Harry has military experience, albeit he was a royal, so maybe they went a little easy on him. But, you know, I saw the press ops of him shooting, you know, rifles. And I assume they had him, you know, run around some courses and such. So he's probably in better shape than your average American couch potato that plays um, Fortnite and, you know, wears like the little goggles and, and such. And they're talking to their little friends through a microphone and saying, hey, uh, you know, and they, but meanwhile, their avatar is like some big muscular guy. And, and that's that's there. So he's probably in better shape than that. On a brightness factor, uh, I think Meghan Markle is definitely the brighter one in that relationship, having heard them both on Oprah. He just doesn't come off as ultra bright. Now there's, you know, talk of, I guess this isn't as common in the royals, but, you know, there could be inbreeding with the royals. Uh, His mother was Lady Diana, and the poor guy at one point, he was like, Oh, it's such a hardship that we've been cut off from the royal funds. Uh, I'm just living off of the the money my mother gave me. And it's ridiculous because he probably got millions from that. He could even, he probably even has rights to her likeness or something and can sell that. But he has millions and we're supposed to feel sorry for him. No, you don't have to live off of the mother, the mother's money. You could go get a job at Jiffy Lube like everyone else and, uh, and pay your way. Like those aren't, the only two options aren't royal money and Princess Diane death money. But anyway, he has some, some, um, applicable talents for end times and, you know, he's fit. He's, um, he can probably be somewhat pragmatic. He probably won't get too tired carrying stuff. He looks around 200 pounds. You know, he could lift a few things. He could help. Uh, shut the iron door, you know, so that people can't get in. Um, hold it if there's like a horde trying to bust it down. Not too bad. All right, so I'm I'm giving him, giving him a solid eight out of ten. Like if you want him in the bunker. All right, AOC. Put your ideology aside. Ideology is not going to matter anymore. So you have to break this down into um, her talents. Okay. Now, I always bring this up, and but it could go both ways, and I don't want to be uh, sexist or chauvinist or anything, because both of them are still within their, you know, physical peaks, and if perpetuation of the species is important, if it's a mass extinction and there's only a handful of people left, then both of them, they could go off and have kids, you know, forget Meghan Markle. And, uh, so they're, they're both in childbearing years, uh, in end time scenarios. Typically when you read science fiction, women tend to have more value in, um, in post-apocalyptic times if they're in childbearing years, but that could just be sexist writing. In any case, you can factor that in, maybe add a point for, you know, on a scale of one to 10. Um, also in decent shape. She's done dance videos and she's probably of equal physical cardio condition as Prince Harry. Um, maybe even better cardio condition because she's probably about 80 pounds lighter. So she could maybe, if she's not carrying heavy items, travel further, um, than him. Although he might be, you know, maybe have a faster 40 yard dash time, or if he's carrying a heavy item, you know, there's more value there. She seems savvy. She definitely is a few IQ points higher than Prince Harry. 
uh, and that could come in handy. She is a very um, a much more eloquent speaker, so she could be maybe, you know, if you do form um, a pact, a tribe of some sort, she could be maybe the spokesperson for the tribe. She could help help create policy. Uh, she seems big into fairness, which is important. You want people you could trust and who will not sell you out. And she doesn't seem money-driven, um, whereas obviously Harry is a little bit money-driven, it seems. And uh, you know, so not money-driven, which is good because money's not going to exist in end times. It's going to be a trading barter system at first. Money might make a comeback, but I'm not sure. Um, she'll take up less food, less air, because she's smaller. All right, I always bring that up. Um, depends on the bunker scenario, how big the bunker is, how much food and air you have. So, I don't know. I'd almost give her an 8 out of 10, too. So now we're in a coin flip situation. You only have room for one. You look around your bunker, and if you're all men, you probably take the female just to balance it out. If you're mostly female, maybe take the guy to balance it out. Um, not to say that, you know, people can't be LGBT in the end times, but there might be perpetuation of the species, and, and at least they can contribute DNA to the future of mankind. All right, so... Uh, gut feeling. I've been going with the women on these, and I'm gonna go with Prince Harry this time around. Um, it's just uh, it's borderline, fifty-one to forty-nine percent, but I'm gonna go with Prince Harry, uh, just because of the military experience. And yeah, he's not as smart, but maybe that means he's pliable, and he can be led. So that might be more valuable than someone who wants to lead as opposed to because we don't need a leader it's 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 my bunker i don't need a leader someone to challenge me for alpha dog status he's kind of like a good you know beta dog that he would he's big and strong but he'll take orders so i think he'd be more pliable and so i'm going to give him 51% sorry aoc uh, if there's a lot of room in the bunker, they're both coming in. So, but for now, he has firearms training. Eh, I'd have to give him 51, 52%. So that's my I hear you knocking. All right. And that closes out this particular podcast. Find more episodes on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash endtimesradio. Facebook.com slash end times radio. Send us a message. Ha <laughs> ha!